On this episode of the Get Stuck Podcast, I will break down the biggest games from this past weekend, plus the biggest matchups for this upcoming weekend for the NFL, and if there is a clear champion after week one of college football, I guess we'll never know, but I like to talk about it anyways. You'll find that plus a little bit more on this edition of the Get Stoked Podcast. Here we go. It is Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Get Stoked Podcast. I am your host, Austin Stokel. And on this edition of this podcast of mine, I've decided to break down some things from last weekend in college football, opening weekend. And it did not disappoint in the slightest. Michigan won big against Colorado State. Michigan State won as well against a very competitive Western Michigan team. Georgia destroying Oregon in the process, and Indiana takes the three-point win over the Illini. Those are just some of the games that I wanted to highlight, but of course, with the new rankings coming out yesterday, I have to say I'm not in the slightest surprised uh, that Michigan jumped into the top five at number four, only sitting behind Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State, but I will say, I will say, I am I'm kind of surprised that Michigan State did not move up any more than I thought they would. And in all honesty, I've I'm looking at this ranking here. You have, of course, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson making drop uh Clemson dropping one spot, even though they won forty one to ten over Georgia Tech. And then Texas A&M did not move. Oklahoma moved up two spots. Notre Dame falling three after their loss to Ohio State. And then Baylor and USC rounding out the top 10. Oklahoma State makes an appearance. Florida jumped into the polls for the first time after being not ranked and beating Utah 29-26. Again, I don't think that you really should be that high. Uh, That seems... A little overconfident in my eye, in my eyes, and Utah dropping six, but Oregon, they're out of the polls completely. They got decimated, forty-nine to three against Georgia. If you did not see, and Georgia looked like they never left. They look like they belong back in the national title game. They look like a team that Alabama should be scared of this season. They look like they can make a dynasty run, much like Nick Saban has for the last 10, 11, 12 years. And Alabama fans, I it was a state it was a statement win for Georgia. You Alabama had a statement win for Utah State, blanking them 55-0. And Alabama playing at home for the first time in over 11 years. And I know that does not say a whole lot, but the statement win Georgia had over Oregon. That's a statement win. That is that is something that Georgia is saying, saying we're putting this league on notice. We have never left. We are still dominant. We want to go back to back. And will they do it? It's possible. Yes, it's only been week one, but there's already 
stuff projecting where teams will go. For example, Georgia making it back to the playoffs. Alabama making it back to the playoffs. Clemson and Ohio State making it back to the playoffs. Michigan going to the Rose Bowl. Stuff like that. And again, it's only been week one, so don't look at this too closely. And then going back to these rankings, uh, 14, Michigan State only moving up one from their win over Western. Miami, Arkansas jumping up three spots. Pittsburgh staying consistent. North Carolina State dropping five spots after their close, close game on Saturday. And I'm I'm kind of surprised. Uh, they only beat East Carolina by one, which they were at East Carolina. It was kind of to be expected to have a close game away. And I will say this about North Carolina State. It is early for their program. They still have 11 weeks to go. But... Dropping five spots, eh, I don't really know how to make of it. But And then after NC State, you have Wisconsin dropping one. Uh, Kentucky staying consistent. BYU jumping up four. Ole Miss dropping one. Wake Forest dropping one. Tennessee making an appearance uh, after being not ranked. And then Houston rounds out the top 25. So I really like this list. I think it's consistent. Are there a couple things I would change? Absolutely. For example, I would have, I would swap Utah and Michigan State. Michigan State seems like a better team, and it gives Utah a little, a little bit more of a chance to prove themselves that they belong in the top ten conversation. Uh, right now, they're just sitting at thirteen. If they were sat, sitting at fourteen, I think it maybe would sting just that much more, and give Michigan State a little bit more confidence in their in their program. Uh, another team I would change is uh, Wake Forest. Uh, They did not really do much for me this weekend. They only dropped one spot. Uh, I think that's fine, but maybe two, see if they still belong in the top of the ACC conversation. Unlike Clemson, who only dropped one spot as well, 44 to 10, having them go down one in favor of Michigan at number four, I think that stings a little bit for Clemson, even though they had a statement win over a good Georgia Tech team. Georgia Tech really could not get the ball moving. And then Michigan, all-out statement win for that program, saying, you know, we are the reigning Big Ten champions, and we want to go back-to-back. We want we want to be Ohio State and Columbus. We are ready to go. Now, if that game were to happen tomorrow, will Ohio State win? It's very much possible. Will Michigan win? It's very much possible. But we all have to wait patiently for the game. And, of course, excuse me, Alabama-Georgia, no surprise there. The SEC reigns supreme for this week one. And those are my thoughts on the rankings. Now, you you might say, oh, Oregon should still be in the top 25. I feel like that's what some people might say. I, I completely disagree. Oregon should not be in the top 25. After that horrendous performance by Bonex and the Oregon Ducks in Atlanta, you had the majority of Georgia fans there. It was it's Georgia country you're going to. You're you're going to be outplayed. You're going to be outcheered. You're going to be outsmarted by the reigning national champions. And if you think you can march into Atlanta, Georgia, and beat the reigning national champions one year after they beat Alabama, I feel like you're very much mistaken. And Georgia just proved to everyone, he's like, you know, we have not lost a beat. 
We have not lost a beat. We are ready to go. Stenson Bennett is our quarterback, and he is as good as ever. Is he in the Heisman conversation? You know, it's definitely possible. I can see him in the Heisman conversation with C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Uh, but, again, it's only week, it's only week one. And I feel like some people who make these bull projections are exaggerating just a little bit. If the season were end, were to end after one game, that's some that's unrealistic. Uh, but I will say I like this list. I'm going to say that one more time, and I'm done saying that. I like this list. Oregon, you don't deserve to be in the top 25. You have to prove yourself, prove to us, prove to yourselves that you belong in this conversation by beating USC, beating Utah, beating Washington, Washington State, Oregon State, UCLA, California. You, you, you have to beat everyone to belong in this conversation. Uh, are you a title contender? Not after that performance. That was god-awful. And I turned that off almost immediately because I knew Georgia was going to hold their own and just be dominant with that football. And they were. They truly were. So, Oregon, you're not winning the Pac-12 this year. I'm sorry. I have Utah winning the Pac-12. Yes, they lost to Florida, but they easily could have won that and they knew they're going to a very humid very dense very scary environment down in Gainesville Florida where cramps are going to reign supreme and they are at a complete disadvantage of the elevation change because Utah sits I think at 6,000 feet of elevation where Gainesville is almost zero so you are at a complete disadvantage with the heat with the cramps with the environment. So I don't, I don't blame you for this loss. I wish you guys had won. You had that easily, but Florida's quarterback was outstanding. Oh my goodness. He was electric spinning, faking everyone out. I was, my mouth was on the floor. My jaw was on the floor and I have to say, good job, Florida. Are they a little high in my opinion? Yeah. I'd say they should sit just around the 15 area, but they're, but they're not. The AP poll decided to put them at number 12, and that's that. But then again, we'll wait for week two to see what happens next. Transferring over now from collegiate to the NFL, uh, this uh, uh, what am I trying to say? This upcoming Thursday, you have the Los Angeles Rams against the Buffalo Bills. The f- the reigning Super Bowl champions versus the potential first seed in the in the East or in the AFC. Will they do it? Will they get the job done? Now, what I like about this matchup is two potential powerhouse programs. Uh, and again, this this game is at 820 on NBC. Buffalo is coming into L.A. as a two and a half point favorite. Now, the Rams lost a couple players. They lost Von Miller. They potentially don't have Odell Beckham Jr. back. But then again, L.A. still has Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Robert Woods. They have the majority of everyone that they did, just with more cap space. And the Bills actually picked up Von Miller. So I thought that was really funny when that news broke out, thinking to myself, you know, they're playing the first game of the season. Von Miller is going to be on a different team. They're playing where Von Miller won 
a Super Bowl ring. And I love the Rams for this matchup. I really do. Matt Stafford is going to hold his own against Josh Allen. Now, one team is going to have to lose. Is it going to be the Bills? Some people may say yes. Is it going to be the Rams? Some people may say yes. But I said this just seconds ago. I'm going with the Rams. It is going to be a 35-31 to 31 win for the Rams. Jalen Ramsey is going to be the best defensive cornerback in the league, and he's going to prove that once again when the Bills come into town here at 8.20 p.m. East Coast time here in the United States. Now, Inglewood, you guys have a nice stadium. It is brand new. It is It has everything that you could want out of a new stadium. But I feel like Bills Mafia is going to show up like 49ers fans showed up, like Bengals fans showed up. Rams fans, where are you going to be? Are you going to show up like you didn't do for the last two games last season? Are you going to show up to support the hometown Los Angeles Rams? Are you going to show up to support the reigning Super Bowl champions? Now, I I do think that some will, but is it going to be a full house? Absolutely. Why wouldn't it be? It's L.A. But Bills fans are going to outman Rams fans probably two to one. Now, am I traveling out to Los Angeles tomorrow to go watch this game? No, I cannot. I don't have the money. But I will watch it with my parents tomorrow night on my phone at a baseball game. So that's that's always going to be more fun in my mind than going out to L.A. and watching a Rams game. Now, I will drive to Detroit and watch a Lions game because that is much closer to me and I can actually drive there without without being scrutinized for driving on a gas car. But, uh, again, that is my take. It's going to be 35-31 in favor of the Bills. And now, or excuse me, of the Rams. I'm, I said Rams. Now, on September 11th, which is a, it's a more somber day in this country's history, but football is being played as it typically has been since before 2001. And on Friday, I'm going to get into more of those matchups like uh, New Orleans going to Atlanta, San Francisco going to Chicago, Pittsburgh going to Cincinnati, Philadelphia traveling to Detroit. And I say Philadelphia to Detroit for one reason and one reason only. Dan Campbell, he is creating an atmosphere where it will be a sold out crowd at Ford Field. He is creating an atmosphere for fans to come and watch a potentially good season. And when I say good season, I mean more than three wins kind of season. Because last season, it was terrible, but Dan Campbell worked with what he had. And I will say that I'm excited to see the Lions potentially beat the Philadelphia Eagles. I want Jalen Hurts to hurt. I want Aiden Hutchinson to have three sacks against him. I want to see... Penny Sewell block that whole defensive line with his mind. I want to see Jared Goff throw to Amon Ross St. Brown for the first touchdown of the NFL season. Now, am I going to drive over there this weekend? No, it's standing room only. And it's going to be like that up until game day. Now, with these Lions fans, they're extremely loyal. 
like a pride of like the lion pride and i want to see the lions win i really do now this game is going to be at one o'clock on fox at ford field and like i just said standing room only it is going to be a full house for the la- the last time i remember it was a full house it was i think 2017 and i can't remember who they played off the top of my head but it was standing room only where they potentially had a good season that year now did they no the lions never have a good season but dan campbell is creating that atmosphere to where fans are going to have it be a full house that is almost unheard of in Detroit. Dan Campbell is that coach, especially from Hard Knocks. How how can you not like Dan Campbell after watching Hard Knocks? He is a lovable guy. He's a he is proving that he's a good coach. But then again, it only goes so far if you don't translate that onto the field. Now I want to see him bite the other team's kneecaps off. I really do, and. You're only as good as how the team performs. And am I a little skeptical? Just a smidge. But I will say, Philadelphia is a four-point favorite over the Lions. And it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a field goal difference kind of game for Detroit. And I'm going to say this now. I will say this in two days on Friday. The Lions are going to win 28-25. to That is my prediction. It could be 28-24 for all I care. It could be even 24-21. That one sounds a little better, actually. I'm going to go 21-21. It's going to be a very defensive game. Detroit's not going to pick it up as easily as Philadelphia might. But Detroit's going to score first. They're going to draw first blood. The crowd's going to go nuts. It's going to be loud. And Ford Field's going to be rocking. And I'm going to be watching it on the comfort of my couch going, Go Lions! Let's get the job done. Let's prove the NFL wrong that we're just not a three-win team, that we can actually improve and compete for a potential playoff spot where we have been robbed the last time we went to the playoffs for a wild-card game in Dallas in 2015 or 2014. But it doesn't matter. We have not been to a playoff game since then. We want to go back. We want to compete with what we got. We have more talent than we did last season. Yes, we won a few, we won three games, but Dan Campbell can prove that he is the man to get the job done, to get to the playoffs. Now, when we get to the playoffs, maybe if it's this year or next year, then I will say my piece about the Super Bowl. Because are we, are we remotely close to getting the Super Bowl? No. That is an unrealistically high expectation for this Detroit team. Playoffs? Not so much. Beating the Packers twice this season? I can see it happening. But I will say, with the NFL, the Minnesota Vikings, they are being underappreciated. They are being under-supported. They are being underestimated by the NFL. They have potentially one of the best sleeper teams this year. You have Kirk Cousins. You have Justin Jefferson. You have Adam Thielen. You have a whole character's or not characters, what am I trying to say? They have a whole slew of supporting staff, supporting players around Kirk Cousins, who potentially could make it to the playoffs this year. Now, that all depends on how Kirk Cousins plays, but I'm 
biting my tongue on the Vikings. Chicago's going to be dead last in this division. I'm calling it right now. It's, they're going to be terrible. But the Lions, the Lions and Vikings are going to compete for that number two spot. And they're going to potentially compete for a wild card spot. You're, you, hear their, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. The Lions are going to make a wild card spot. I'm calling it. I will put my life savings on it if I have to. Will I? No. No, I, I need that. But I will go out with this. The Lions are a team not to be messed with. They are a team to not underestimate. They are a team that has the determination and grit to make it to the playoffs, to be at the top of the NFC North for the first time in a long time. And am I, ex- am I excited about it? Heck yeah, I am. I'm so excited for this season. I'm excited for Michigan. I'm excited for Michigan State. I'm excited for Grand Valley. I'm excited for Detroit. I'm excited for the whole Mitten State. Now let's get this job done. And let's prove all the haters wrong that are the Green Bay Packers or the San Francisco 49ers or the Buffalo Bills and even the Philadelphia 76ers. Yes, I said basketball. I'm not changing it. Let's go with the Eagles too. But I am so excited. I'm ready to prove the haters wrong. I am fully committed with Dan Campbell. I am excited to see what he can do. And that is coming up on Sunday. Before I go, uh, there was a new thing under the NBA today where I said 76ers in my last little segment there. That was, of course, a mistake. I meant the Eagles. But I will say this is about Detroit again. And Detroit came out with new jerseys where they, honestly, I kind of like them. They are in big, bold letters, D-E-T. And then with a blue stripe and a red stripe underneath, they are in big, bold letters. And I kind of like them. They're a black jersey with white outlined letters. And it's the it's the Pistons statement jerseys. That's what they're going with. And it um, it all started really with a voicemail, I guess. And I did not read that voicemail, but this was on the Detroit uh, social media pages where it all started with a voicemail back in 2020, where I think they needed a new jersey, and I kind of like them. They're a little sleek. Go find it on social media. You can find it at the Detroit Pistons social media pages, whether that's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, maybe Snapchat. I have no idea if they have Snapchat, but I got. I have to say, they, they're kind of clean. I would definitely get one. Uh, they, it's definitely a new look, but I'm, I can rock with it, especially that even though they're bringing back the teal classics when they had them in 96 to 2001, they're bringing those back. That's going to be a hot item in the Pistons store. I'm calling it. I, I want to get one. I'm going to get one with Kate Cunningham just so he can sign it. That is the only reason I'm going to get one. But I think that's cool. Uh, teams are revealing these jerseys uh, going over to Milwaukee. It's kind of cool. It says from the woods to the hardwood where it's a black jersey with antlers kind of poking up the sides of the jersey. That's actually pretty neat. And then you have the Warriors going to their old classic look with the Warriors kind of slanted upwards with the classic blue jersey that they have. And then the Lakers. Ooh. 
Ooh, I have no idea how I feel about this one. It is the MPLS 50s era blue and gold, the classic edition. Recreates the Lakers' first ever home uniform in honor of our 75th season. It's good. I'm saying that with a little hesitation, but it's good. And then you have a team like Phoenix or even Houston. They are swapping colors for green and yellow. That is surprising. And then Miami's going retro with their 88 version of their classic jersey. But Detroit's kind of like it. The arm sleeves and the next next sleeve is blue outline. DET, blue, red stripes, and then the numbers kind of on their belly. I kind of like it. It's it's a new thing. But I'd like to see it more in action. And hopefully that comes sooner than later. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Get Stoked Podcast. Be sure to go back to any episode you want to if you haven't caught up. But, of course, I'm not the only place you can find your content. And if, if I am the only place, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. But be sure to come back Friday for my NFL takes and predictions for this upcoming opening weekend of the NFL season. And I will be talking a whole lot more about Detroit, about Seattle, who I think will tank, and about other teams in the NFL. And I will also make a preview of week two of college football. But until then, take care. We'll see you then.